Welcome to Canvas, a podcast all about iOS productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hey, Fraser. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I did well. it again. I called you sir you again. You called me sir again? <laughs> it's, it's an honorific title. What can oh. I say? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, how are things going? Uh, things are going well. I've been, uh, I installed the, the beta of iOS 9.3 on my iPad last night. You're a crazy I, I, man. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to do it, but I just did it. And actually, you know, it's faster. Uh, multitasking is faster on the iPad Pro now. Okay. Uh, so I think it's it'll, it's going pretty well. Uh, last week, we released, uh, or actually two weeks ago, we released our first episode. And we just we just wanted to thank people for, uh, you know, tuning into the show and uh, sending feedback and, and comments on Twitter, over email. Uh, we really appreciate it. And especially, you know, the topic suggestions that we received, we're going to consider them all. Uh, we already have a list of topics that we want to discuss. But... Um, we're we're listening to feedback. We're listening to, to 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 people getting in touch with us. So thank you for for checking out Canvas, the first episode, and for today's episode, Fraser. Uh, this is a topic that I know that you wanted to cover uh, because it's it's quite important on on iOS these days. Yeah, this is, this is something that I think is basically fundamental to understanding the new kinds of workflows you can do on iOS nine, uh, I suppose on iOS eight as well. And the topic is. The, the whole system of document providers on iOS. Mm-hmm. We sort of mentioned this in the last show a little bit, that this this would be an early show in the series, and I think it's important to do it now because I feel like every week we're going to say, oh, and you can do a document provider or you could send this to your document provider or whatever. And if we don't explain ourselves quite early, then I think people might be a little confused about what we're talking about. Yeah. So uh, the way I want to start this is I, I want to start by talking about how we got to where we are because I think sometimes it's really important that you have to understand why things were the way they were and why that wasn't good and then why the solution is the way it is as well. So if I can go back to the early days, I can take you back to early days of iOS. Mm-hmm. One of the big new, the things that iOS brought to operating systems was the idea of apps being completely sandboxed from each other. Yeah. So every app on iOS has a special area of storage where it can write its files and it cannot access any other apps sandbox. Now, this is in, in contrast to the Mac at the time. Mac, the Mac has now got sandboxing as well. But at the time, uh, any Mac app, or Windows app for that matter, could access more or less any file, at least any file belonging to the user, plus or minus the, the file permissions that were in place at the time. Uh, so iOS brought along the idea of sandboxing. And what that meant was that I could, uh, if I create a file in Pages, for example, I would not be able to open that file to find the file on disk and open it in any other application. Yeah. Now, of course, on, on, the, on Mac OS X, you could do that quite easily because you could save a file in Word and then drag it onto BBEdit and BBEdit would do its best to interpret yeah. the contents of the Word file. Whereas on iOS, that was not possible. Yeah, and there was the common layer uh, of the Finder on OS X. So yeah. uh, there was this area where you could store any file, any document, and just uh, make it jump between apps. And there was no visible file system to the user uh, on iOS. Uh, and, and so it wasn't possible just to, to say, I want to take this same file from this app and, and send it to another app without creating a copy. So that was a problem. Yeah, and the and in those days, the only common area of file system on iOS was the photos, the camera roll. Uh, so you spent a lot of time taking screenshots from one app and pulling them out in another app through the camera roll. And of course, that was a poor solution because the data was just turned into an image. It wasn't useful. Yeah. So what we got eventually in iOS was we got a thing called OpenIn, where yeah. that allowed an app 
that owned a file, that had a file in its sandbox, to send a copy of that file to a receiving application that could take that file. Uh, and that was useful for some tasks, but the problem with it was that it was always a copy. So you would, the file that was in the originating app sandbox, you would send a copy of that to another app, and now you've got two copies. You've got the one you made first in, say, Pages, and then you've got the, the version that you sent to Goodreader, let's say. Yeah. And now you've got two. And that is not a happy situation to be in ever on a computer is to have two copies of the same data anywhere. Yeah, because you got to remember where the last edit uh, was and you're consuming storage space on your device, uh, which, is, you know, for, for many people is especially problematic when you when you buy a 16 gig iPhone or iPad. And th there were some third party uh, developers who tried to kind of provide their own solutions for uh, communicating between apps without creating uh, lots of duplicates for files. And I remember I wrote about Goodreader. Uh, they tried to make their own SDK mm -hmm. for better file management, which essentially allowed developers to say, I have this PDF document or any other type of document. I want to send it to Goodreader to make some modifications and then I want to get it back from Goodreader without creating duplicates. And I wrote about this SDK, but to my recollection, essentially no one uh, ended up using the SDK for Goodreader, uh, which is, you know, uh, in, in hindsight, uh, probably for good reason, you know, because uh, people were waiting, uh, developers were waiting for Apple to make their own implementation of this. Uh, but at the time, I remember struggling with, with uh, the, lip the limitations of OpenIn and uh, wishing for something that would allow me to, to send files between apps without having copies or, you know, without having to remember to copy a file because there was no iCloud drive, no, uh, you know, th there was essentially no communication between uh, apps and devices with sync. So uh, managing files was definitely not a good aspect of iOS. No, it wasn't. And I suppose the next stage of the evolution in that story was when Dropbox brought out their SDK. And, and in that kind of, I want to put that around about sort of 2012, 2013 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of apps were building in the Dropbox SDK and Dropbox for a while became the de facto file system for iOS applications. So you look at apps like Editorial, many other apps, uh, they, they had local storage and they had uh, the, the Dropbox folder and you could save your files to Dropbox and Dropbox became the syncing engine and you know one password could use Dropbox and all these different other apps could use Dropbox and that was kind of the next stage in the evolution and then iCloud Drive came out and iCloud Drive was quite a quite an interesting evolution if you like because what iOS this was an iOS 8 iCloud Drive started to break down the silos between the apps because although at that time it wasn't on iOS if you looked at your iCloud Drive on the Mac, it was a folder on the Mac and you could go in, or a pseudo folder on the Mac, I should say, uh, and you could go in there and you could see the sandboxes for every iOS app that you had that used iCloud Drive for storage. So you could go into this folder and you could see the Keynote folder and the Pages folder and the Numbers folder and you could double click that and see all your Keynote files in there. And that was a major change uh, because those, app, those files were sort of hidden away they were in a special folder on the Mac uh, and that started to bring some of the iOS-like file management stuff to the Mac as well because you yeah. weren't actually looking at those files in the f actual physical Finder folder. Try and say that five times fast. The actual physical Finder folder that they were in 
they were in a virtual created view that you could see. Um, so iCloud Drive, at that time there wasn't an iCloud Drive app on the iPad. You could only see it no. through a special <laughs> user interface component. And this is where it got confusing because you actually had more access to your iOS files on the Mac than you did on your iOS device. Yes. That was a confusing time. Yeah, um, it, it was a, the idea was a bit like Dropbox. Uh, it was a special folder on the back with these fancy icons for applications that were using iCloud Drive to store their files. The problem was on the Mac, you could just say, I open the Finder, I see this iCloud Drive icon, and I know where to go. Mm -hmm. uh, on iOS 8, there was no iCloud Drive app as we do have one now. Uh, it was only accessible through the what Apple calls the um, document picker. So the document picker is an interface that allows developers to present uh, a, a file picker. So it's an interface with uh, you know the, the folders for iCloud Drive. And this was the only way in iOS 8 to be able to access what was stored in iCloud Drive. And uh, so what, what happened was some developers made uh, essentially iCloud Drive clients, which were just apps that could only, that simply showed Document Picker because there was no iCloud Drive app for iOS 8. Now in iOS 9, we do have an app and it, you, know, you can add the app to your home screen, but you know, uh, two years ago, that wasn't the case. Anyway, the document picker, it, 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 I feel like it's one of the most profound changes uh, on iOS in, in the past few years and to the platform in general. And because what it allows is it lets apps access other apps sandboxes with iCloud Drive. So as long as an app stores a document in its own iCloud space in, in iCloud Drive, uh, you sh you're able to open the document picker and look into the, another app sandbox and choose a document from there. And the document picker, it supports four operations. So these types of operations for files were launched with iOS 8. And they have essentially been the same since. And they're divided in two types. Uh, there's import and export and open and move. So import and export go together. Uh, as the naming suggests, you can either copy a file from iCloud Drive or you can copy a file to iCloud Drive. So the, the key aspect here is you copy a file. Yeah. You don't move it. You don't open it. You create another copy. You duplicate it. So whenever you see import and export, it means you're using an app, you have a file, and you want to export it it creates a copy into another location. So now on your device, you have two copies of the same file. Similarly, when you're in an app and you want to import a file from another, uh, with a document picker from another application, uh, it means that you create a copy. So the file is now in two locations. And I know that this uh, distinction between these operations is one of the most maybe confusing aspects mm -hmm. of the document picker. Yeah. In, in computer science, this is what you call a leaky abstraction because <laughs> they're, they're trying to take a, abstract away the difference between open and move and import and export. But in fact, because uh, document pickers, do, uh, what we're going to talk about document providers in a minute, some of them can support all four modes and yeah. some only support import and export. You start to see implementation details in the code starting to leak through and impact the user interface. Uh, so that's why some. This is why sometimes you see the Dropbox uh, plugin for the picker not actually 
able to be used in certain situations because yeah. at the time we were talking, we're recording this, uh, Dropbox only supports import, export, and not open and move. Yeah. So was, what what do open and move do exactly? So open and move are basically the, you, the ability for you to, uh, if you have a document in iCloud Drive, to open it directly from its location. So if it's in another app sandbox, then you can open it from there. The app can your app can work on it, and then you save it back to to where it went. So the, the app that you use to edit the file doesn't retain a copy in its own sandbox. Yep. That's the difference. And, and with move, basically, uh, you move a file. You don't create another copy. You move it from one location to another. So you still have just one file on your device, not two. Um, and when you think about it, uh, import and export are similar to the idea of opening. Uh, you take a file and you copy the file to another app. And in fact, I believe that with iOS 9, if I remember correctly, Apple changed the terminology of opening to copy to. So the menu is now called copy to because it creates a copy. The difference here is if you use import and export operations with the document picker, you don't switch between apps. So mm -hmm. if you use the, the opening slash copy to menu, you're taken from one app to another. You, you switch the app that you're using. If you use import and export with the document picker, you don't change context, you don't change app, you, you stay in the document picker and the operation is completed by the document picker. So that retains a bit of context as to what you're doing and your workflow. Um, but th these, these four different operations um, can create some confusion, especially when you open the document picker settings, which are accessed by tapping the, the tapping the more icon to configure the services that you're using there. And you see a, a descriptive label that for services like Dropbox can say doesn't support op opening files. Yeah. That means that the Dropbox document provider, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, supports the import and export operations. So you can copy or a file to and from Dropbox, but you cannot open it directly, as you know other services do. So that's something to keep in mind when you see that notice, or uh, when you when you see that maybe an app that you're using doesn't let you. Uh, edit a file without storing a copy. That's because of these operations in the document picker and the way the developers support them. Yeah, the, the reason why some of those are available or not is, is also under the control of the app you're working in. So if the app is able to use import, export, and open and move, it will use whatever one it can. Whereas some apps only want to import or export and not open and move. Uh, and sometimes the other way around as well. So it, there's a bit of kind of what does the document provider support? What does the, the app that you're working in want to do? And if both things match up, you get to use that. And sometimes there's a mismatch and you don't. So it, it's still a little confusing because not all document providers support uh, all the operations. Yeah, and Apple doesn't doesn't force developers to do anything here. They just say, these are the four different operations. Uh consider what you want to do. Uh, so they doesn't, the, Apple doesn't say uh, you must support all these operations. It's up to developers to decide both on the receiving end and in the app that you're, that you're you know, importing from. Uh, there's no strict guideline from Apple as to whether you must support import and export or also open and move. So, you, you know, you, you just gotta, you just gotta explore and, and figure out uh, what works best in the app that you want to use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we should probably explain ourselves about when we talk about document providers yes. as opposed to a document picker. What are we talking about here? 
So the document provider is an extension. Uh, it's basically a system that provides a plugin for the document picker. Um, a document provider is uh, was again was launched with iOS 8, uh, part of uh, Apple's extensibility framework. And the document provider is a way for a service to provide the space for documents, and this space is accessed from the document picker. So in the document picker, you will always find a locations uh, button in the top left corner of the document picker, both on the iPhone and the iPad. Uh, you tap this, uh, this label and you're given a um, pop-up, a list of available document providers. If you see none in here, you can tap the three-dot icon at the bottom to see which ones are available, and you can toggle them on and off. Yeah, the uh, docu- it's, just, it's, worth saying, it's worth saying that the way you get a document provider is by installing the app that yes. comes along with that service. So if you want the Google Drive document provider, you've got to have the Google Drive app yep. installed. Yep. Uh, and similarly, if you delete those apps, the document providers go away as well. Yep. Same uh, with extensions, really. Yeah. It's based on the same system. Yeah. And so the document provider uh, allows an app like Google Drive, OneDrive, Box, Dropbox, even you know uh, third-party apps like uh, PDF Expert or Transmit to provide their own space for documents and files and to say, this is... Uh, the storage space in this app and you can access it from any other app. So you can save, you know, you can open move files from outside of the app sandbox. Uh, For example, you're in PDF Expert, you want to save a document into, instead of iCloud Drive into uh, Transmit, you can just open the document picker, tap the locations uh, button in the top left corner and save the file into Transmit. And... Uh, Apple's Apple has a as a as a few guidelines for developers here uh, in terms of which apps should provide or could provide their own document provider extensions. Apple says that uh, if your app stores commonly commonly used document formats, you should consider having a document provider. And again, this is up to developers to decide. But we have seen. In addition to uh, cloud services like uh, Dropbox, Google Drive, OneDrive, and others, we have seen some more, I would say, maybe specialized uh, apps uh, implement a document provider. Um, PDF Experts, Documents 5, which is another app by Riddle, which is like a local file manager as a document provider. Um, Transmit by Panic as a document provider. And uh, you you mentioned, Fraser, audio share and working copy also mm-hmm. support this. Yep. Um, so you, you, uh, audio share is, a, is like a hub for audio files and working copy is a Git client for developers who use GitHub and other uh, Git systems. So these, uh, these apps can provide their own plugin for the document picker so you can sw- uh, switch from iCloud Drive to their own document provider and, s- and operate with files in there. And, and I thought... Um, I would like to mention one example uh, of uh, how I'm using a document provider. In this case, very simple. Uh, I recently started using uh, Office apps with an Office 360 subscription. And I also use Box, so not Dropbox, but Box, for with the Mac Stories team because of the collaboration features. And every time I want to edit um, uh, a Word document that I'm, that I'm working on... Uh, uh, that I store in Box, 
I can just open Word on my iPad. Uh, I open the document picker, switch the box, and open the file. So it's not a copy, it's the open mode. So the file continues to be uh, in, in the box app, on, in the box client on my device, but I'm making changes in Word without creating a copy in Word itself. So the, the, the system works, works quite nicely, and, and I feel like this is a deep change to the way that iOS used to be. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I, and I think that um, the ability for other apps to be document providers as well really empowers those apps to, to become, like Apple says, uh, hubs for certain kinds of apps. So, so the language that's used for developers when we talk about apps like PDF Expert or AudioShare or Working Copy becoming document providers, it says... Additionally, apps that are strongly associated with a specific document type may benefit from creating a document provider for their documents. Here, the document provider acts as a local repository for a particular type of document, letting the user gather all those documents into one place. So you can imagine, it's kind of obvious then why PDF Expert would consider becoming a document provider, because it can be the place on iOS where you keep all your documents, for example, or your PDF documents. And then other apps might want to get those documents, Let's say, for example, you want to send one of those PDFs as an attachment in Mail. Well, Mail can pull up a document picker to add an attachment. You just switch to PDF Expert, grab that PDF that you've been working on, and send it off as an attachment. Uh, and it's a really nice way to do that. As you're, as you're composing an email, oh, I want an attachment, let's go and get it. Rather than having to uh, go back into PDF Expert, select the document, choose to email it, and then you've got to compose the email inside of PDF Expert, you can actually just do it straight in the mail client. So it's, it's basically made all of these workflows two-way instead of one-way. So in the olden days, you, without document pickers, you would have to have like, emailed the document from the originating app, so send it from Pages or send it from PDF Expert, but now you can just be working in the mail client, decide you want a file on this email and grab it through a document picker. And that's that's super powerful. Uh, and it means that instead of always having to go one way out of a sandbox, you can actually go both ways to do your workflow. Yeah, and when you compare that to what used to be uh, with, with OpenIn, it's such a major, major change for the way that you uh, work with files. So um, uh, just the other day, I was working... Uh, I wanted to try Pages uh, because I needed to understand the particular feature of Pages. And uh, I was working in a document and you can... I wanted to import a bunch of files from different locations on my iPad. So I wanted to grab a PDF from PDF Expert and I wanted to grab a, a bunch of images from, from Box. Um, in the old days, I would have, uh, well, uh, two options. Uh, it either was impossible or I had to convert everything to an image because I, w I could only copy images to the clipboard and then paste them into a Pages document. Now, uh, all I have to do is tap a button, open the document picker, uh, change the document provider. Uh, so I, I, I moved to PDF Expert, then I moved to Box, and I could insert any all the files that I wanted into my document. And that makes the, the entire process a little more uh, similar to the Mac in the sense that uh, there's, there's no finder, but there's a, uh, a collection of document providers, there's a collection of services that provide files to you, and in a sense, the apps are the file system when you think about it. Um, the, the, the each app's shared space is the file system. And uh, when you combine that uh, with iCloud Drive, um, 
which is more similar in a sense to Dropbox in that it lets you create folders and subfolders, you have quite a powerful combination of uh, services and apps that, that let you manage files and move files around. So for another example, um, Pixelmator and other creativity apps, uh, when you have to import uh, different assets from different apps, uh, the document picker with the document provider extensions, it it's been working quite nicely for me to do this. And again, um, the, the, the box uh, and, and office integration uh, works well because Microsoft supports open mode. So every time I make changes in Word, the changes are saved to the copy that is stored in box. So it can be somewhat difficult initially to understand the differences between import and export and open and move and the implementations are different uh, across different apps but the the there's something i believe positive about this change compared to the past and i think apple made the right call here um mm -hmm. how do you what do you what do you think of the way that you access the document picker the providers I think it's the way to think about it for me, the way I always explain it to people is that this is now a pull workflow rather than a push workflow. So let's say I'm, I, I do a lot of work in Keynote and now in, in previous times I would have had to say I want to bring in some subsidiary files such as image files into my Keynote presentation. Previously, I would have had to put them in the camera roll, and that's okay. But let's imagine, for example, that you've got a shared folder in Dropbox where you've got a designer putting images into the, or a photographer putting images into a folder, and you're bringing those images out. And maybe those images are getting replaced or updated from time to time. If you've copied them all into your local camera roll, then you've got to check that the version on Dropbox is the same as the version in your camera roll before you import it into Keynote. Whereas now, with a document provider, you can, while working on your slide, you can go into the uh, Add Media menu on Keynote, choose Insert From, and a document picker comes up. You can go straight into your share folder and pull the the live file from uh, from Dropbox or Google Drive right into your Keynote file, and and that also gives you a, a, a less um, broken workflow because you're not always jumping to another app to go and do something and get it back into Keynote and jump there and get it back into Keynote. You get to stay in Keynote and you get to precisely place content right into where you're working. Uh, and I think it's it's made creativity much, much easier on iOS because you can just pull things in from all over the system and put them in the document you're currently working on without having to break your context and go to something else. Yeah, and there are you know different examples of Apple uh, apps implement the document picker. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you know, in addition to iWork and, and Office, uh, uploads in Safari. So you can choose a file, you can send it to a website. Uh, workflow even as a as a save file action that lets you export a file. Uh, to a document to the document picker, and you know you can switch document provider and save a file uh, into another location, and you can you can experiment you know with a lot of uh, a lot of these integrations, and that's what I've been doing, of course, <laughs> especially mm -hmm. with workflow. So um, I I I was thinking about how can I sort of automate uh, docu the document picker and document providers. So I came up with two ideas. Uh, one is, uh, the first workflow is you pick a file. So you the workflow shows, by the way, you tweeted about this the other day, we do need a way to say a workflow for workflow. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say it every time. Well, one of the developers came back to me and he said they're really supposed to be called workflows. Uh, so, I don't know, workflow recipe okay. maybe, or a workflow um, script. I sort of proposed a script <laughs> maybe. Um, script. But yeah, a, a workflow yeah. for workflow is uh, confusing. 
Yeah. Anyway, in this section, where when I say workflow, it means a workflow for the workflow app. Yeah. Um, so my the first idea was you. Uh, I showed the document picker. Uh, you can switch document providers if you want. Uh, anyway, you choose a file, and then the the workflow saves it to Dropbox, and it gives you a public link to share with people. So the idea he here is you have a file stored somewhere in your uh, on iOS that you want to access with the document picker and then you also want to share that file with other people but if for example an app like PDF Expert or Working Copy they don't have sharing features uh, with, with this workflow you can copy the file to Dropbox uh, it, it's not a, a local uh, copy operation because Dropbox has a, a workflow as a native Dropbox integration mm-hmm. uh, so all you end up with is a link copied in the clipboard which you can share with other people uh, and uh, you can you can launch the workflow again if you want from the today widget with 3D touch uh, workflow has a bunch of different shortcuts that you can use to save time. Uh, the other idea is surprisingly there's no extension to save photos from the photos app to the document picker. So you cannot export yeah. uh, or uh, move a photo from the photos app to you know uh, iCloud Drive or other document providers. So I built a workflow that does just that. It uh, it accepts images from the input. Uh, so you can share one or more images from the photos app. Uh, open the workflow extension, run the workflow, and it'll save each image to. Uh, to the, the it'll open the document picker and it'll save each image to a document provider. Uh, this is useful if you want to select some images, but maybe only save one to iCloud Drive, maybe another one to Dropbox, maybe another one to Google Drive or Box. Um, so yeah, you know, I I think it's a nice way to kind of uh, overcome uh, one of the limitations of uh, of. Uh, you know, document the document picker on iOS, uh, but there are other problems. Uh, it's it's not a perfect system, Fraser, and no. there's some stuff we don't like, and mm-hmm. so maybe we have some ideas. So, what is it that you think could be better? I, I think there's a, there a couple of things that, that get me with with the document picker, and one of them is that quite often. Uh, you're doing individual operations. And that was something we com- sort of complained about in the last show as well, is that it's, uh, I'm going to pick one file or I'm going to place one file into a document provider. And that's something that can get a little bit tedious. Say you have eight documents to attach to an email. You're going to trip through that document provider eight times. Now, for example, I use the Google Drive document provider a lot, and it's really, really good. Uh, but if you have two accounts set up in your Google Drive system, Every time you open the document picker, you have to pick which account you want to go into and then navigate from the root of your drive all the way down to where you were. So my one of my big complaints with, with the whole document provider system is that it doesn't do a very good job of remembering your context from the last time you used it. Uh, and I think that's something that could be improved both by developers and by Apple as well, is make it more of a, I was just here, let me do another thing just there, uh, rather than go, all, navigating all the way through the hierarchy again to get to another file in the same folder that might be five levels down. So that's one thing. And then, of course, many applications still have custom implementations of things like Dropbox. Uh, and I think uh, more it would be, be a good idea for many developers to c- really consider moving away from their custom implementations and use document providers. Now, I know why they do it. And the reason they do it is because, like I said, uh, document provider doesn't support multiple uh, or bulk operations. So an app like Goodreader that we discussed in the last show, 
quite often, say you unzip a folder of files, you want to select all those files, you want to put them into Dropbox. You can do that in Goodreader's native implementation of Dropbox connectivity, but it would be tedious to do that through the document provider uh, interface, for example. Yeah, and, and I believe Apple offers um, a way to developers to say, this is the last document picker that the user uh, was engaging with, and you can show that document picker again. Yeah, n- not enough apps do that, because too many of them just default to iCloud Drive every time you open it. Yeah, I haven't found any that does that. So, uh, and I understand why developers do, you know, these uh, custom integrations because it gives them more control, and they can and they can have more control over sync and you know batch operations and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my annoyances with the system is, aside from the fact that uh, iCloud Drive doesn't show you versions. Of files, but that's more of a user experience aspect. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why Apple has an extension to save any file from the mail app to uh, to the document picker showing iCloud Drive, but this extension called Save Attachment is only available in Apple Mail, and it's not a system-wide extension. It yeah. would be so convenient to, to have a system menu to say, okay, this is a file, I want to save it, to, uh, I want to open the document picker and I want to make a copy or you know I, I wouldn't say I want to move it because you know it wouldn't be possible with an email message doesn't make sense to move it with an email doesn't message. make sense <laughs> but you know it's a save menu for the document picker that right now is only available in Apple Mail and I really don't understand this um, but aside from these issues I believe mm, the two of us are pretty much satisfied with this new technology I mean uh, the, the old ways, <laughs> those were really bad <laughs> solutions. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, today it is better. And um, I, I, I was thinking about this. Uh, I find myself relying on this stuff for a lot of things. Uh, so, you know, moving files around from documents is an example. Uh, when I have to download the file with iCab, uh, then I, I can export the file, the download from iCab to the document picker and pick another destination. Recently, I was doing my taxes on the, on, on the iPad and I used the document picker all the time to save uh, PDFs and, uh, you know, uh, spreadsheets to from uh, from a bunch of apps to Box. So it does have, this technology does have practical benefits for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, um, the the way I've been describing it to people recently is that the people who are getting the best out of iOS 9 are people who have wholly adopted cloud storage. And the reason is because you can then get to that cloud storage so easily from anywhere on iOS now, more or less. Um, So in school, for example, I've put everything on our school Google Drive system because it's it's unlimited for us. Uh, One of my colleagues here also uh, has done the same thing and he's now thinking about oh can I go iPad only now and the answer is yes quite easily for him because he's got everything in Google Drive he can get to it from a document picker uh, and he, he has got these workflows that he needs from most of these apps and I think it's becoming critical for developers that even if um, uh, open and move from document pickers isn't going to be your number one way to do it having the ability for your user to get to those is absolutely critical and if your app doesn't support that i'm starting to look a wee bit out this corner of my eye at you because uh, i've got so much stuff in there i need access to that from your app if you want me to use your app so it's super important 
that developers get on board with this. At least give us the mechanism to get there, even if it's not going to be your main way of dealing with files. Because uh, this is at the heart of advanced iOS 9 era productivity, is to understand these these workflows and to know where you can get to them and to use them because you will save a ton of time and hassle if you just know how to use document providers. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, in the future with iOS 10, we'll get some some changes to the system. So yeah, there's work to be done for sure. But I, I, yeah. I think that we're in a very strong position now compared to any previous time in the history of iOS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Much, much better than the old days. Definitely. Well, that wraps it up for another episode. We're, we're clocking in pretty quick these days. I think people have really enjoyed the, the sort of short format that we're trying to do here, sir. Uh, did I again call you, sir? Yes, uh, you did. Stop it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, we should wrap it up there. Tell us where we can get show notes. So we can we can go to the web <laughs> i say we as a as you know as a in general as a as the public we can go to the web the go, to re- <laughs> go to relay.fm slash canvas slash two for episode two always use the episode number and you will find the show notes uh which are you know a collection of links to the apps and and articles and workflows that we mentioned uh feel free to download the workflows remix change adapt to your needs get in touch with us we are on twitter i believe as cam uh, at canvas fm underscore 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 canvas fm i i gotta remember so many twitter usernames these days Uh, too many too many Uh, get in touch with us we love tweets we love uh, uh, dare I say we love emails Fraser love might be putting it too strongly but we 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 appreciate appreciate your emails (laughs) we appreciate your emails (laughs) and we'll be back in two weeks